Hey, so I saw that picture that Lisa posted of you last weekend of you getting into the pool. You, you looked so uncomfortable. <laughs> so it was, it was 90 degrees outside and I'd been working all day and I thought, you know what? I, I, I'm going to get in this pool. And the water temperature was 68 degrees, which I, I thought would feel nice. <laughs> but th- that was not honestly the best decision on, on my part. And then, and then Lisa captured the photo. Um, great, great timing, by the way. Kudos to Lisa. That was great. And even better work posting it. Yeah. Just that's enjoyed that. Yeah. Are you taking a photo of that? Anyway. Um, so, so why did you bring this up now? This is a cold open. Hey, if you can start the show with a dad joke, you just got to set the tone and off we go. You check that box and we're rolling. That's your one. Welcome to Talking to Todd, a weekly podcast with Dwayne Johnson and Todd Prinz, where failure is always an option. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Todd. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Good week. Well, um, uh, well, we'll we'll talk more about that during what I learned this week. But (laughs) (laughs) as you said, look, it's either a good week or it's content. So. We've been saying that a long time. Yeah, what'd you get? I got content. <laughs> the worse our week is, the better it is for our listeners. Okay. Because the what, what did you say a couple weeks ago? Because the humor is in the pain. <laughs> I may have said that. Um, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> um, pain plus distance equals humor is what I'm told. So. Um, and on on this, because it's a weekly show, uh, distance equals six days <laughs> or less. So you got to be good with it. <laughs> you over it? Eh, enough. I'm over it enough. I wasn't, but we're about 15 minutes short of content. So you know what? Here's the story. Oh, <laughs> uh, So if you have feedback or follow-up, or updates, or voicemails, or suggestions, send us your feedback, feedback at talkingtotodd.com, or also CPA, 515-ALSO-CPA, not, as I have been informed, 800-ALSO-CPA. That does not, that does not reach us. (laughs) I'm assuming it reaches somebody. (laughs) I guess so. I called 800 also CPA. I'm like, oh, dude, it's 515 also CPA. Oh, yeah, that would explain something. That's 515-257-6272. Send us your voicemail. We, Amy and I listened to a new podcast and they it's it's like a two or three minute quick hitter, but they answer your questions 
So people call in and leave a voicemail with a question that they need an answer to. Okay. And the podcast does a little research and answers their question on the air. And sometimes it's dumb stuff like, why can't I, the, the title of one particular of them was, why can't I shake an earworm? And Amy says, I don't need to listen to this. I don't even like earthworms. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, wait, (laughs) earworm. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll listen to that. Okay. So, okay. It's probably good that we're not doing that kind of thing because the first thing I heard when you said, how do you, how do you, how do you shake an earth uh, an earworm? My first thought was with COVID, you shouldn't be shaking anything. Um, yeah. So that's probably not as helpful. Shake it till you make it. So, so anyway, so if, if you have questions that you would like us to try to answer, we'll, we'll try this out. Um, 515 also CPA 515-257-6272 or, you know, start your own segment and we'll air it or God, God knows what we're always looking for content. Anyway, uh, let's see feedback. Yeah, apparently, apparently you could just call in and record your own segment with beginning, middle and end. You could, you could pose the question and answer it if you want. Um, we'll just, you know what? We'll just fold it into the show. Just fold, just fold it in. Uh, so Amy toddler, number one had some feedback on was it what I learned this week, last week, where I learned that you can pin conversations on yeah. your iPhone? I believe that's right. Yes. She didn't know about that function either. Once again, talking to Todd, your educational podcast. I just, I just, I'm trying to figure out how this works in your house, though. You learn something about your phone. You go, hey, this is really neat. And instead of saying, hey, Amy, <laughs> you come on the podcast a few days later, tell everybody, and then wait for Amy to listen to the podcast so that she can hear you tell her something you learned that she can then use. That's how it works. Okay. All right. I... <laughs> so, you know, back in my uh, back in my college days, my... Uh, my job was working for the uh, public radio stations. And uh, so I would just sit and, you know, listen to public radio. And then every uh, once an hour, come in, uh, get on the microphone, tell the time, whether, whether or not there was a tornado headed your way and then play the next hour long show or whatever on a uh, one, one night. uh, So I got to listen to a whole lot of public radio for a number of years. One night uh, on a Prairie home companion uh, before that became problematic. Uh, they used to take questions from the audience and, yeah. and then he would read them. And one of the ones that he read, this just one stood out. And this reminds me of what you said was it said, mom and dad <clears throat> lost the job with the free long distance. I'm fine. This is how I'm communicating to you from now on. Love Brian. And I thought, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, I just, I'm just imagining in your house though, you're Amy's looking over and going, what are you doing? And you say, 
listen on Friday, plus minus. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, other feedback. Sarah Judson Brown, toddler number negative 18. Last week was the second week in a row that we've made an Arby's joke. Okay. If we do three shows in a row, it's officially a running gag. Ooh, she a running gag. She she doesn't make the rules. That's the definition of a running gag. So. Do we have a rate card that we could charge Arby's for a running gag? Like, I understand they're not sponsoring us, but could we just say, we've been mentioning you on our podcast. Here's a bill. Yes, but it would it would be, again... Plus minus what the cost is of a spicy euro. <laughs> and for the record, Arby's added euros to the everyday value lineup, and your choice is roast beef, turkey, or Greek style euro meat. This was the this was the email that I got. Okay. What exactly is Greek style Euro meat? Not actual Euro meat. You know how you Euro know how meat you, in the style. <laughs> you know how you can get crab with a K? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I th- think you think you pretty much have the situation pegged there, Jake. <laughs> look, look, here's yes. the thing. Look. Look, we do roast beef. That's what it is. It's all roast beef. We just call it Greek style Euro meat, but it's roast beef. So, because we got a lot of roast beef, that's what it is. Oh, it could be. Oh, sweet Lord. This is not my joke. I'm just reading what was emailed to me. It could be the best news you've heard all Euro. See, here's the thing. You didn't tell you didn't tell the joke. You read it, but you didn't have to read that in front of a live microphone. So that is on you. Uh, and you're moaning. Your moaning isn't that it's a bad joke. You're just wishing you came up with it. Yes, I am. Yes, that's pretty much. Yeah, that's where the complaint is. Yeah. Yep. Oh, they're stealing all of our good stuff. That's the good stuff. Yeah. What is that? That's uh, that's Greek style comedy. So, uh, yeah, uh, let's see. I, and that was, did you have feedback? Uh, nope, no, uh, no feedback this week. Okay. Then let's, uh, move into follow-up. Uh, we've got this, uh, crossover potential or potential crossover or something anyway going on with the educated idiots lots of lots of potential cross promotion and at some point our schedules will align so that we can appear on each other's podcasts um i did not have a chance to listen to them this week to see if they um had any any clap back on our um digs from last week i, I don't know well so I will think that we, I I will say listening this week, uh, Doug did introduce the, uh, the concept to Dan on air about doing like a, a cross promotion or spinoff or something. (laughs) And 
we may be in different zones because when Doug suggested that to Dan, Dan started singing the theme from Three's Company. Now, why? I don't know, right? Um, I actually went and looked and went, did, was there ever a very special crossover with Three's Company? On um, and and there was not. However, there was a spinoff though, which this technically wouldn't be a spinoff because we're here and there. I mean, anyway, he, he took the spinoff and ran with it. Do, do you know what the spinoff of Three's Company was? Do you know that there were actually two spinoffs of Three's Company? But go ahead. Oh, no, because when I found one, I just said that's close enough. And I, I, I stopped all of my Three's Company research. Uh, the one that I came up with was The Ropers. Yes, The Ropers was a spinoff. There was also... Um, there was also one, I think it, I want to say it was called Jack's place, but it was Jack Tripper opening a restaurant after. Mm, okay. All right. Excuse me. Three's a crowd, which is what I wanted to say to begin with, but I, w- I didn't, Wait, I what? should have, what? I had, I had. I had Three's a Crowd in my head as what the spinoff was called. Yeah. But I figured that would be too easy. Surely it can't be no no network Three's no, a Crowd. No network executive would have greenlit that project. Three's a Crowd after Three's Company. Um, the restaurant that Jack owned was called Jack's Place. Oh. Because I have so much worthless Three's Company knowledge rolling around in my head. Dan started singing the Three's Company theme for the four of us. Yes. <laughs> when it was brought up that we could do a cross promotion. So this might be more difficult than I'm realizing. We we what I'm saying is don't sign anything, Dwayne. Don't sign anything. <laughs> don't don't commit us to paying for anything. Don't just give him our credit card and our PIN number. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah, we may okay. this may take some negotiation. I'll 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 put the ESPN Monday Night Football negotiators on that. No, wait, no, no, yeah, I won't don't do, do that. that. Don't do that. No, don't don't do that. The price uh, the the price for a crossover is a hundred dollars. We'll give you two hundred. Oh, that's not the way this works. That's not the way any of this works. <laughs> so, did you did you have any follow up? Anything you needed to clean up from last week? Well. Not not clean up, but but con- in the continuation of. So, okay, so two weeks ago, we discussed some of the problems the NCAA had between the men's basketball tournament and the women's basketball tournament in making things sort of the same, right? Clearly, the NCAA has taken a lot of heat, and they're listening, which makes... The thing that happened this week, even harder to wrap my head around, which is after after they got down to four teams, the final four, the final four, the NCAA produced a hype video to get ready for the final four. And they took clips of the teams and put them all together. And do you know how many teams they featured in the hype video 
for the final four? Uh, I, I'm going to guess not four. Not four. They managed to produce a hype video that only featured three of the four teams and then released it to the public and then had to be called out by the University of Arizona who said, uh, excuse me, <laughs> we're also in that tournament. To which the NCAA then had to take the video down and I believe apologize. I don't, like, I, I'm not even sure how, like, at this point, your job is to count to four and you can't even do that. Like, <laughs> I started to wonder at that point this is no this no this is no longer incompetence. I'm now just thinking they they're just doing this on purpose now. This is just like trolling women's basketball. Like you guys you guys made a big deal about how you didn't get a good enough weight room? Fine. One of your teams doesn't even exist. How do you like that? Which team won the women's championship? Um Stanford beat Arizona. Arizona. Yes. So Arizona yeah, was actually I, in the final. Yeah. Yeah, and they left him out, which which would explain. Did you see the Arizona coach had to apologize for her language in the huddle? No, she did not apologize. I, <laughs> she she apologized she, she, to anybody who might have been offended. <laughs> she addressed it. She doesn't have to apologize uh, in the huddle because after they won the semifinal game, um, they were having a private moment after. Uh, again, it's 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 a you know. Every a lot of people in sports do this, right? The way you get motivated is you you go after the disrespect and nobody believes in us and nobody respects us. A lot of times that's just made up. Um, people just make up stuff to be aggrieved. Or you could be the University of Arizona women's basketball team that's just left out of a, out of a four team hype video, and you actually are disrespected. So afterwards, they were using that as motivation, and a camera got put in it. And they, they, yes, they, they picked up what was my, my thought is this, right? Look, you can have access or you can have things nice and polished, but you don't get both, right? You don't get, I want, I want to know what goes on inside the huddle. Oh dear. No, that should not go on inside the huddle. Like, no, 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 no. You get one or the other, but you can't have both. Oh, we're we're gonna get to this later in the show then too. So okay. yep, all right. We'll put a pin in this and we will come we will come back to that specific comment. Mark that tape. Okay. The only other thing that I would like to follow up then on that is this is a follow-up piece from Lisa. So we're watching Monday night, we're watching the men's final. And on the court, on the on the outside, on the sidelines, they have printed uh messages of unity including one one of them that says unity like right where the sideline is yes one of them says equality and lisa looks at that and says looks at the ncaa men's floor that says equality and says <clears throat> guess that's uh i guess the ncaa only means equality for men so She's not wrong. Um, and I'm thinking, you know, you, you guys, you guys may want to tone down your messaging or, or step up your game or something. I don't know one way or the other. Uh, it, it's not a good look for the NCA. Oh, by the way, the other thing I will point out just as a final follow up 
is I did see that uh, Mark, uh, you know, president, full confidence of the NCAA, I believe he put out a statement that said it was up to the women to come to him and tell tell the NCAA what they wanted. And my thought is, boy, is he bad at his job? Like he's like, he is so bad. <laughs> um, I don't know. You got some stuff printed on your floor. If you just want to walk around your floor. <laughs> so um, speaking of the NCAA, a uh, little bracket recap for the um, talking to Todd pool. Yes. Yes. Which, which was not the only pool you were in last week. Finally. There you go. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, both of them were, they were equally uncomfortable just in different you ways. Fi- <laughs> you finished second. I finished third. Yeah, I see that you, you managed to climb up out of the cellar and get all the way up to third. I was, that was impressive. It was uncomfortable only because now I got it. Now, now I have to start caring about the reason why I don't normally do pools is I don't want to care about games. I don't care about just for the sake of seeing my name on the top of a standings. <laughs> And now I'm invested in games between teams I don't care about and going, oh, what? I don't understand why that didn't work out. Like, anyway, so um, congratulations to Alan uh, for correctly picking the, the winner. Um, and uh, yeah. But he did not, for the record, pick the most games correctly. That is true. Right. Um Katie Caggiano, who led this competition at one point, fell to seventh because she picked Illinois among other Big Ten schools to make the finals. And she got 38 games correct. You got 36. Jansen got 36. Alan got 35. I only got 30. All of us finished ahead of Katie, (laughs) who got 38 games right. Yeah, and the the problem I have with that is, um, because I look I did look at that because my what my what I was hoping for was well look I finished second on the points, but I also finished second on the number of games picked correctly. So no matter what, I'm I'm coming out of this as I'm coming out of this in second place regardless <laughs> of what of what scoring system you use. So, yeah. So, um, con- congratulations to Alan and to you. And I, I guess I, yeah. Uh, and, and to Katie for winning like the constructor's prize or something. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. So anyway, we'll do it again next year. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, thanks to the, all 10 of oh. you for getting in. Oh, let's see. Where are we this week? Main topics. Okay. What does this mean? You have another business opportunity for us? I do. So I'm trying to make a running gag. So this will be week two. I I don't know. I'm just making that up as I go. Um, originally, so this is going to be another one of those ever popular visual gags. Um, and originally it was just going to be a visual gag, but then I realized if 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 some company gets to do this i've now found i think you and i could become branding experts and help companies rebrand not because we have any talent but if this passes for what people consider to be branding 
Um, I think I think we're going to make some significant money here. Okay, so <clears throat> there's a Chinese company <laughs> that does electronics called Xiaomi, and they've had a logo for a number of years. And here is the logo. Okay, I mean it's just it's a standard um, okay. standard logo, right? Standard logo, square, burnt orange and white. It looks like me, M I, kind of. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. So two weeks ago, I believe, the CEO of the company went on stage to unveil their new logo. And it's taken them an amazing amount of time. And they unveiled this. They took the old one and they rounded the corners. Yes. How much money did they pay for that? I don't know. But would it would it help you to know that the CEO also said that the company didn't just change the shape from square to round, but also changed the internal spirit as well as the mentality of the brand? The... What? <laughs> now, the designers, the designers did put in a, an amazing amount of work because they actually showed on stage a number of options they had for their new logo. Because they went through a whole lot because they're changing the spirit of the company. So, here is what they here's here's what the work as it progressed and what it looked like. Now, you you're looking at this. I I know what you're thinking. There's 24 logos on this on this uh on this page. And basically all they do is go from square to start rounding the corners and each one the corners get more and more rounded until they eventually looked at all of that and picked uh number 3 is the one that they picked by the way. Um and they said number 3 encompasses the internal spirit of the brand the rest of these don't but anyway these people could work for nbc sports um they could you know you know who they couldn't work for though is amazon because when amazon changes a logo they go they go big and you notice it right like they're all in <laughs> They they are. That's right. They there's no question about that. So anyway, I'm thinking if if this if this passes for worldwide uh cutting edge design, I'm thinking talking to Todd now opens up a design studio. And and basically what we do is we take your logo, and if it has round corners, we make them square. And if it has square corners, we make them round. And then we send a bill. Oh, I just, and, I just, you know, I just shared our you know business, business plan. <laughs> you know what they did here? They, they put a square peg into a round hole. Oh, yeah. they figured out how to do it. <laughs> no wonder this company is successful. Yeah. Uh, All right. Um, okay. So as long as we're doing the visual jokes and you mentioned NBC sports, um, this we it's it's taken a hiatus for a few weeks, but it's back. Um, this okay. one is uh, football because you can tell because it says NFL football right on it, helpfully. And I've even given you 
this is why they do this crap. I'm just going to be because I see this in my news feed. I'm going to give you even part of the headline so you can experience what I saw. And it was this. It's a picture of Aaron Rodgers and it says Broncos to sign. Not Aaron Rodgers. I'm guessing. My first thought was, holy cow. I mean, wow. That's, that's news. Yeah. And as a bears fan, I could get behind this plan. Let's make this happen for everybody. Yep. I'm um, in. Instead, this is the actual headline. Broncos to sign Shamar Steven. Well, that's not Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> that is not Aaron Rodgers. Not only is it not Aaron Rodgers, if if I give you a hundred bucks right now, could you tell me without Googling who Shamar Steven is? Nope. Oh, the correct answer there was a newly signed member of the Broncos. You can Venmo me the money. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> well, it says to sign. That doesn't necessarily mean oh, that he point. stepped off that cliff. Good point. Um, apparently, uh, he got cut by the Vikings. He was a seventh round draft pick in 2014. He is a defensive lineman. And uh, also play special teams. So not Aaron Rodgers. Well, you you know what we do with seventh round lineman draft picks around here? We trade them, then we cut them. (laughs) (laughs) Good point. And and we get their names wrong. But (laughs) But other than that. All right. So sticking with NFL, this this is about this is this is nominally about sports, but it's more about the money around sports, because I know some people like let's not talk about sports. But but I I find some of the money stuff just just ridiculous. So the NFL announced that it is going to a 17 game schedule starting this fall. That's going to have a whole lot of impacts, including um, things like. So now, so now records are completely out the door, right? So anybody who sets a season record now has an extra game to do it in. So we expect all the season records to start falling and et cetera, et cetera. But, but there's also a money component and now there's, there's two different money components. So first of all, I, I got, uh, I saw, I saw, uh, an article this week, uh, about, about my team, the, the Denver Broncos sent out a letter to their season ticket holders about what was going to happen because, oh, and because there's going to be now this unbalanced schedule, right? You, you, you play 17 games. That means one year you're going to have nine home games. The next year you'll have nine road games. And the way that they're doing that this year is the AFC gets the home games this year and the NFC will get the extra quote unquote extra home game next year. And I, I found that particularly interesting as a pseudo season ticket holder, right? The family, Amy's family has season tickets. Yeah. So the note that I saw regarding this is there will still only be the, the preseason games get, get moved around um, in that if you have a, you still only have 10 home dates. Yes. So there are only three preseason games. So if you have 
if you are, let's see, this year the Bears go to um, Las Vegas. So this year the Raiders have one home preseason game and the extra. And this year the Bears have two home preseason games and eight regular season games. So I'm still paying for well as so wait two crappy so this, games, but yeah, this this gets even. So as we mentioned. The season ticket package, when there were eight eight home games and two uh, two preseason games, you still had to your season ticket package was for ten games. Correct. And basically, the two preseason games were charged at full price. Right, there was no discount for those. Basically, well, they they were cheaper than some games because they've gone to airline ticketing policies. How about that? Ooh, demand, demand pricing, right? So the Packers game costs more. The Vikings game costs more. The Jets game costs less, right? So the preseason games, while costing you less than the Packers game, is the price of a crappy matchup. How's okay. that? Okay. All right. What most of the AFC teams are doing, including the Broncos and I believe the Bills and a number of others, the, the way that they're approaching this, this is this is just great, is this. So we're still going to have 10 games. Nine of them are regular season games, and one of them will be a preseason game, as you said. Now, you've been paying for 10 games. But the regular season, by going from 16 games to 17 games, adds 6% to the season, right? So one game on top of 16 is 6%. So because of that, the Broncos are now increasing season ticket prices by 6% because you get an additional game, even though you were already paying You were already paying for 10 games. You're now still paying for 10 games, but it has to go up by 6% to make up for the fact that we've added an additional game that you were already paying for. Now, the Bears probably haven't done that this year because they don't get the additional game. I would say, wait till next year. Look for that letter. But my other thought is this, given the way things work, would you? where would you think that next year are the Broncos or the Bills or any other team going to go, we're going to decrease our ticket prices by 6% because we're only having eight regular season games and two. I don't think we're going to see that. So anyway, somehow um, the NFL is charging season ticket holders for, well, teams are charging season ticket holders for the same number of games and also raising prices because the number of games went up, even though you get the same number of games. Math. But because it's the Bears, we pretty much have 10 games. I was going to say, if you want to know how your team is uh, is set up, if your team has implemented demand pricing and your opponent has also demand uh, implemented demand pricing, if they are a high ticket price for you and you aren't a high ticket price for them... <laughs> <laughs> They th- they think we're rivals, but is the nail really a rival to the hammer? <laughs>
So, uh, what have you been watching this week? Um, in this category, before I tell you what we've been watching, um, I don't know if you heard this or not. Netflix announced a major acquisition that I think you might like. I don't know. Did you hear about the two movie deal they signed? For Netflix. Netflix signed a two movie deal. And it's something that I like. I believe so. I think you're gonna I think you're gonna like this news. Okay. I'll I'll bite. So who they sign? So Netflix signed a deal with Ryan Johnson and Daniel Craig to make two sequels to Knives Out. Nice. Yeah. $450 million. Knives Out 2, Electric Boogaloo. (laughs) (laughs) More Knives Out. Um, Anyway. (laughs) All knives, all the time. (laughs) Too fast, two knives. Anyway. Anyway, I just wanted to let you know because uh, this is now this is now part of what I do here is I let you know. Hey, by the way, uh, stuff that you've mentioned before on the show, uh, I'm just doing follow ups to let you know there might be more of it. Um, let's see. The question though was, what are we watching? Um, <laughs> yeah, you just you just saw what I wrote, right? Uh, more trains, and uh, yeah, actually, we we uh, we started watching the. Uh, uh, oh yeah! By the way, that was the bit of uh, that was the bit of feedback <laughs> that I received that I couldn't remember earlier. <clears throat> I just got caught up with uh, talking to Todd. Jeff with a J, <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. I did that. <laughs> yep. That was me. Anyway. Uh, so, so, so Jeff and his wife, Vicky in 2017, um, visited all 2,500 and some, uh, overland rail stations in Britain and made a series of it called, uh, all the stations. And we've watched other videos of them doing other stuff, but we decided we were going to watch the, uh, watch the series. So, um, there, there's, uh, 60 some episodes, um, 12 to 20 minutes each. So we're now watching them uh, in 2017 go to all of the stations, all the railway stations in England. Um, it's also supposed to be like a travel log thing. Um, hey, here's a castle. Here's a cathedral. Here's a castle next to a cathedral. Here's another castle. Here's another cathedral. There, there's a lot of castles and cathedrals. Um, what I will tell you is we're only like, we're like 10 episodes in and I'm starting to see the look on their faces of realizing what they've committed to and that this is becoming significantly less fun. <laughs> like episode one is like, we're on a train. We're going to go visit all the train stations. This is awesome. And day two, it's like, wow, we're really tired, but we're back at it. We're going to visit 47 more. And like by day 15 or 16, they're just like, I guess we got to get on this train. <laughs> Oh my goodness. We're not even anywhere. So, We're not even outside of London yet. So so they they ride the train into the station and then they have 
enough time to get off and run around quick and get back on before the train takes off? Because that would be a challenge. That I would watch. The the rule they have, let's put it this way. So the rule they have is the train itself has to stop at that station. The doors have to open. And usually, and usually when the doors open, they will take, they will step off onto the platform. Maybe, maybe not. Ideally, maybe keeping one hand on the train just so that the person knows you're not leaving. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then get back on, back on the train. Um, And then they do get off at stations and catch other trains and all of that. And there are places where they get off and then they go, Hey, I mean, here's the weird part though. I mean, run around on the platform and get on like in the 30 seconds. I mean, that would be kind of interesting. In some of these, they're like, we have 20 minutes to our next train. So we've decided to leave the train station and walk downtown and go see the cathedral. And then, and then you see on the way back them moving much faster, breathing heavier, going, this may have been a bad decision. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you remember, do you remember the mall challenge where you had to walk into the buckle or the gap and have to get to the touch the back wall without an employee talking to you or approaching you to try to help. Do you remember, do you ever remember this being a thing? Do you ever hear this? I, I do not. No, no. Because the, the, the staff was so helpful, right? Almost overly helpful. So the challenge was to see if you could get your way back and touch the back wall before anybody talked to you. Hmm. So this would be the challenge at the rail at the rail station. Doors open. You got to sprint out and touch the back wall of the station before sprinting back to get on the train before it takes off again. <laughs> Without anybody arresting you or tackling you because, you know, you look like a terrorist or something. You know what? Um I'll send I'll send Jeff and Vicky a note that if they want to redo the, uh, the twenty weeks of their life it took to do this, uh, Jeff and Vicky, we have a suggestion. If you haven't touched, you know what you need to do is there's a sign on the wall, right? There's a, every station has the sign. It's not just the back wall. You have to touch the sign. That touch, touch the sign. There touch, you go. See, there you go. Touch, yes. and then and then there you go. Yep. Thank thank you, Monk. So uh, what are you watching this week? I can't believe that you haven't watched this. Or I, I'm 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 so busy in Trainland and YouTube. I'm I don't have time to watch almost anything at this point. But go ahead. Because also on Netflix, and this came out a couple weeks ago. Season three of Formula One Drive to Survive. Have you watched it already? I watched season one. Yes. And I watched the first episode of season two last year and didn't make it through season two. And I have not watched season three. No, I take it you have, however. So I watched neither season one or season two, but my friend Marge recommended this to me. So shout out to Marge. Mm -hmm. Because... (laughs) 
which for the record is my friend Marge, not my grandmother Marge. Oh, okay. That's, All right. Because I can give a shout out to my grandmother as well, but but she's not a big Drive to Survive fan. On she's on, she's on not Netflix. no, and and I'm also not sure that she understands what a podcast is at 97. But okay, some weeks neither do we. Anyway, go ahead. Clearly, the so, but Marge recommended this because we were on a call. She's like, I I've been watching Drive to Survive, and I have to tell you, as much as I would like to work. I, I also would like to take a PTO day the rest of the day and finish Drive to Survive because it's that good. I'm like, okay, okay, I will put this on my list. I'm not a huge F. I'm not a big F1 fan. Couldn't pick the drivers out of a lineup. The stories that they tell. What I want to know is, and I know you follow F1. Yeah, what I want I'm to not, know. I'm nodding my head on an audio podcast. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not me yes. Yeah. So he's nodding. Yes. Oh yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, the <laughs> what I want to know is were were the storylines that they covered this year on Drive to Survive. Were you as an F1 fan knowledgeable of all the behind the scenes things that they captured and the, it's not, it's not exactly a spoiler alert because everybody knows at this point that Seb isn't driving for Ferrari anymore. Right. Right. Yep. But the fact that he announced that he was leaving on the day that Ferrari did their celebration of their thousandth race was just a little, just, just here, let me turn that knife. Let me, let me stick it in and just, let me just twist on that. Just, just a little, just, let me just, uh, uh and there were multiple times like that on this Netflix series. Just really, really well done. I really enjoyed it. And I learned, and and I, my guess is that this is their plan. I'm now going to watch an F1 race or two this season. So when Netflix came up with this idea, or the production company that Netflix is going through for season one, and they wanted behind-the-scenes access, the two biggest teams in Formula One currently are Mercedes and Ferrari, right? And have been for years. Right. Mercedes and Ferrari opted out and said they did not want to participate in season one because they did not want to give behind the scenes access and did not want to control the narrative of what goes on because they want to, it's branding, right? You want to control the story. You want to do this. They're very secretive, right? Um, Ferrari spends upwards of $400 million a year to race two cars 20 times a year. Um, they, they're very, they, anything, they're very paranoid. So they didn't participate. So season one had all of these stories without the two biggest teams. And the teams, the team that won. So they didn't really get to cover 
the winner <laughs> of most of the races and of the season. So they had to tell the other stories. And it was a, we believe, because Netflix never tells you anything unless it's popular, and then they just give you weird number. They give you the Amazon numbers. It's it's one of the most popular ever. Well, what does that mean in numbers? Well, we don't know. We don't have numbers. It's just, anyway, it was an incredibly huge success for Formula One. And so for season two, both Mercedes and Ferrari said, you want, you want to sign, I want to sign, sign, sign hey, up for that. Hey, hey, yeah, hey uh, yeah, do, you, do you need some good. access? Yeah, hey. I don't, we've got stories. We got, you would not believe the crap that's going down behind the scenes here. Um, Cause what they figured out is while they were worried about being paranoid about giving away their secrets, what they didn't count on was how much free marketing they were going to get. <laughs> so they realized that that was more free marketing than what they were going to lose in losing trade secrets. And so they joined for, for season two. Um, hey, this is Dwayne. So at this point, I mentioned Formula One, but for the life of me, can't understand why I didn't say in 50 words or less. So there's a whole lot of stuff here that I whooshed out and you're, 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 you're welcome toddlers. We, we now join the previously recorded episode of talking to Todd. It's maybe still in progress. I don't know. See, sorry. See, you should have said in 50 words or less. I now realize. I, this one's on me. <laughs> An hour and 45 minutes. So if you want, if one, you want to talk the, about if you want to talk about obscure sports uh and then and then go, "Hey, what do you think about that? Trust me. I America's Cup? Sure. Soccer? Sure. Formula 1? Whatever. Let's go." <laughs> yeah, but F1 is an obscure sport. No. I mean, it is over here. It is but, over here. Everywhere else in the world, it's it's uh, one of the most popular sports in the world. And usually the top driver in Formula One is in the top two or three most famous and most well-compensated athletes in the world. <laughs> yep. The other thing, the other thing that I was a little confused about was is uh Daniel R- Ricardo. Who drives for Renault? Is his number three or is he sponsored by three? <laughs> I believe his actual number is three. Yes. Okay. I don't I don't believe three or or the letter Z is is sponsoring him. No. D- Daniel left uh Renault for McLaren this year, and yeah. Renault spun out the team and uh the new team is the spelling is a L P I N E. So do you know how that's wrong? And this is why everybody hates European sports. That's Alpine. (laughs) Well, it's, it's the, it's the Madrid grand prix though, isn't it? Oh, good point. Yes. But wouldn't that be something? Boy, (laughs) I'm I'm here for the Madrid grand prix. (laughs) My brother-in-law grew up in Madrid, so I can. Yeah, so you're allowed. You're allowed. I, I guess. Oh, <laughs> uh, did you learn anything this week? Are we going to get yeah. out of this inside two hours? 
Yeah. So I did learn. Um, well, it's not what I learned. It's well, I learned this. I don't know what the proper pool temperature is, but I can tell you it's not 68. <laughs> so I will report back. Um, but it's not 68. 69 and 70 aren't looking good either. So I'm 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 assuming it's north of that. So that's what I learned. Um that is not refreshing. How about you? What did you learn? Um, it's either what I learned or what I'm going to learn this coming week. I'm in my office today working and there's kind of a, um, crash thud on the other side of the house, but I didn't, I, I got up out of the chair cause I was in the middle of stuff, checked the dog's okay. Fine. I went back to work. Amy comes home. Hey. Have you been in our closet? No, why? I walk into our bedroom, into the closet. All of her clothes that were hanging on the metal, on the wire rack shelving and everything are in a heap. And the wire rack has pulled off of the wall. Well, well, there's your problem. (laughs) And I said, oh, I guess that's what that crash was. (laughs) Dwayne, so never vigilant. <laughs> so I guess I learned that that wire shelving, when installed by the home builders, isn't as sturdy as one might think. And I'm going to learn how to install new shelving. So, content. <laughs> As I said at the top of the show, yeah. <laughs> you know, at least you got a reason to use the uh, new set of tin snips now. Oh, hey, you know, I do. You know, if only I could find them. Music is Happy Boy by Kevin McLeod. It's available on incompetech.com under a Creative Commons attribution license. We're going to give the short, short version here. No Geno Space tweeted us at Talking to Todd. The voicemail that we listed at the top of the show is 515. That's a key, key metric for success. 515, also CPA. That's 515-257-6272. You can visit us at the Tuba City Home Office. The website is TalkingToTodd.com. Thanks, as always, to our listeners. Please tell your friends. Send us your feedback at feedback at TalkingToTodd.com. Todd? So just to to clear up, uh, Netflix did not pay $450 million for the two sequels to Knives Out. They paid $469 million. Of that, Ryan Johnson and his producing partner will reportedly each net upwards of $100 million. But even more importantly, Daniel Craig will make significantly more money from these two movies than he did as James Bond. Uh, He is also set to make $100 million to to film (laughs) two more films as Benoit Blanc. So... Good work if you can get it. Wow. Are we in the wrong business?
the reason the reason he has no time to die is because he's busy filming <laughs> the, the Knives Out sequel. You know, I guess if I looked like that, I could do that. I I don't, so I'm doing this. I'm just thinking at, with that kind of money that makes considering the knives out money that makes the bond series his indie phase when he was doing it because he wanted the art and not and the, like the story and wasn't cashing in <laughs> oh good work dan next next year at sundance a small little indie film james bond no 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 time to die maybe that's why they're holding it oh they're waiting for a distributor <laughs> On that note, we've been talking to Todd. I may have gone a little long on that Formula One stuff. Sorry, I'm in second place in Formula One. That's how long it took me to catch up.